0: From Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. Cigarette smoking is the number one risk factor for lung cancer, and it's linked to about 80% of lung cancer deaths. Here in the HealthLink on Air studio to talk about smoking and how to succeed at quitting is Teresa Hankin. She's a certified tobacco treatment specialist and a registered respiratory therapist for the Upstate Cancer Center. Welcome back to HealthLink on Air. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Everyone must realize the connection between cigarette smoking and lung cancer, right? Do you ever encounter someone who
1: doesn't really get that yet? Sometimes you do. Sometimes people aren't aware. One of the things people are not aware of is the connection between secondhand smoke. There's roughly 8,000 deaths a year related to secondhand smoke and that exposure in the home or the, or the workplace. Education is key. I feel that when we know better, we can do better.
0: Now, there's this Surgeon General warning on
1: cigarette packages. Is it on vaping products? It is on some of the products, but as as you know, these products are not regulated by the FDA. So um, it's it's really difficult. There's a lot of black market uh, products out there, a lot of things that our youth and college students um, can get online. So some do and some don't. You said it's not
0: regulated by the FDA. Have, have we shown, has science proven that vaping causes lung cancer yet?
1: There, there was a study in 2018 that showed that vaping, the chemicals from vaping, there are heavy metals that are carcinogens, formaldehyde. Uh, the flavorings are very bad for your lungs. They're meant to be ingested, not inhaled, so they cause lung injury. So there are studies out there that have proven lung injuries, as well as we know the acute lung injuries and the deaths that we have had this year alone um, are very substantial, 37 deaths in 29 states. And the median age for those reported lung injuries are 23 years of age. Now Important to know.
0: Let's review a little bit about the, um, these lung injuries because those, those have been pretty scary. These are in young, healthy people who vape,
1: right, and show up with a severe lung injury? Yes, so some of the um, some of the studies that they have done have shown that the tissue, the lung tissue actually,' it's, it's a chemical burn. There are, these chemicals that you're ingesting um, cause a lot of injury to the actual lung tissue, and then the lung is not able to achieve gas exchange. Um, and is, we cannot sustain life without gas exchange. Um, it's, it's very, very harmful to the lungs. People in the beginning didn't realize, um, thought that vaping was this safer alternative to smoking. I think one of the most important things that we need to share with our youth and our young adults, it's not just the youth, but it's the young adults. It's rampant on uh, college campuses. As we see, the median age was 23, in that anything that you inhale into your lungs causes harm to the tissue. It's not meant to be there. Uh, and people are losing their lives over this. So it is, it's is—it's an epidemic and very severe right now.
0: Now, is it correct that some people who were cigarette smokers have turned to vaping, thinking that that would help them quit smoking? Do you see that?
1: Yes, that—that that is very true. In my practice, I don't see People quitting smoking with vaping, it's very rare. Sometimes I do. If that is the case, Upstate's goal is to help people come off nicotine addiction, be free of nicotine addiction, and that includes vaping. So part of our tobacco treatment um, protocol is that we will help someone come off vaping as well. It's, it's rare to see someone uh, in practice that has actually quit smoking. What they usually do is dual use, so they'll, they'll use both. So let's talk about quitting.
0: Um, So over your years of experience, what have you seen that works
1: best for people who want to quit tobacco? Very good question. Um, Upstate's program really is so structured to help people and remove barriers for quitting so there are three steps that are proven to help people be successful at quitting one is a treatment plan that's the right medication and the right combination and dosage that works for that particular person the tobacco treatment specialist is trained in helping people achieve that goal whether or not they vape or smoke nicotine addiction is nicotine addiction Um, The classes that we have at Upstate's HealthLink are now going to be called um, smoking and vaping cessation classes. So the three steps are the treatment plan, ongoing counseling and support with an expert, which we have... for all our clinics here at Upstate, including our lung cancer screening program, that it is free to immediate family members as well. So we look at that big picture. And then the third step is a relapse prevention plan. We have ongoing support and counseling. I have some of my cancer center patients that a year to a year and a half after they've quit, they'll still call and say, hey, can I come in for a refresher? Can I talk about my relapse prevention plan? Can I talk about where I'm struggling? And that's the key to someone beating nicotine addiction. Let me ask you about, you said treatment plan, you mentioned
0: medication. Are those um, pills or patches? Or w- what is the medication that helps? Mm-hmm.
1: So there are seven FDA-approved medications. People know about the nicotine patches, the 21, 14, and 7 milligram um, strength, as well as nicotine gum and lozenges. There's also the nicotine inhaler, the nicotine nasal spray, There is Welbutrin, Bupropion, which is a pill, and Chantix, which is a pill which people are very familiar with. What people are not familiar with is that there are ways to combine these products so that you get the most relief from nicotine cravings. And on a weekly basis, I will have a patient at the cancer center say to me, this is so much easier than before. Not easy, but easier because I'm comfortable and I don't have withdrawal symptoms. So we help Uh, someone tweak that treatment plan to where they are the most comfortable
0: so they may have a patch and an inhaler or take the a pill of some sort and and have the inhaler as well or the gum yes that's it exactly
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, and in terms of ongoing support and counseling is that on a like a weekly basis
1: or an as-needed So it's great. It's as needed. It's how the the patient and the family members want to do it. Again, at the Cancer Center, very often I'll work with families, a grandmother and a grandson that live together that both want to quit. Um, We know that ongoing support and counseling increases your chances two to three times to be successful. And here's the important part, to quit but to stay quit and maintain this nicotine-free lifestyle. You're listening to Upstate's HealthLink
0: on air. I'm your host Amber Smith. I'm talking with tobacco treatment specialist Teresa
1: Hankin. Does cold turkey work? Quitting cold turkey, some people can. Statistically, people don't stay quit if they try to quit cold turkey. They become fru- become frustrated and can't maintain that lifestyle. Part of the support and counseling is giving people these tools that help them get through the cravings and to learn about nicotine addiction and what actually happens in the brain in the way that, in, in, in that, the, way that uh, the brain has a memory. And those particular nicotine receptors, uh, remember that someone used to have so much nicotine a day. So they can kind of rear its ugly head at any time. So having these tools to understand that it's physical as well as habit in nature and help people work at both parts. Does it uh,
0: help to set a date in the future that you put on the calendar and say, I'm going to quit on the
1: 30th or, or whatever? It absolutely does. So there's two ways to look at quitting any type of tobacco. You can um, set a quit date and just go for it. You can cut down on your daily smoking and work towards it. And research is showing that the cut down method, which I see in my practice, works very well. So an example of that is if someone smokes 40 cigarettes a day and someone says, oh, you just have to quit and you have to quit right now, it's very scary. And as well as physically difficult. So we work with that patient, helping them figure out how to cut down successfully, let's say starting with nicotine lozenges. And then in the future, they set that quit date. So that is very helpful. What is so great about that is it puts the power in in that person's hands. Are you able to predict which person is going to be successful with quitting? You can really get a feel for when someone says, I'm ready to do this because I want to do it, not because my grandkids are scaring me into it or my doctor said I had to because I just got this diagnosis of lung cancer. When someone wants to do it because it's for them, you see that they will be more successful. But I will tell you that the support and counseling that can be weekly, um, it can be every two weeks. People usually want to start with every week, but there's no uh, exact way that they have to do it. We mold this to what works for the individual and the family members. Um, but it sounds like the person really needs to have the desire coming from
0: themselves yes, to I actually do it. Even yes. if a doctor told them they need to, they need to want to follow the doctor's yes. advice. Yes. Um, now for someone who's smoked a long, long time, decades, is it harder for that person to quit than someone who has
1: smoked for a shorter period of time? It can be, but with the right tools, as I spoke of earlier, it's easier than people think. All right.
0: Now, um, when you have someone that you're working with that's been a smoker and is trying to quit, do you recommend that people be screened for lung cancer?
1: Yes, we always recommend lung cancer screening. It, it is found to be able to get very small um, early stages of lung cancer, so we will always recommend that uh, to patients. We have an excellent program here, our tobacco treatment program for lung cancer screening patients is free of charge um, to that patient as well as their family members. So there's nothing like that in central New York that gives people that ongoing support and help. We also have grants in place that will help people uh, with financial hardship. So a big barrier to quitting smoking and someone that has smoked for a very long time is that Believe it or not, the cost of these medications, especially in combination, can be very pricey. Even though you're not buying the cigarettes, it can be well over the cost of the cigarettes, especially if they buy them at the reservation, which a lot of central New Yorkers do. So we remove those barriers. We have um, many patients that go through the program that are beyond grateful that this program helped them get the help that they need in the combination therapy so that they could afford this and do this because, as I said earlier, that is the first step to treatment.
0: Now, if someone uh, goes through the lung cancer screening and they're found to have uh, something that needs to be treated or investigated further, how important is it for them to not be smoking during their treatment for lung cancer?
1: It is very important. Part of our job as tobacco treatment specialists is to get that education piece out to our patients, that they are aware that whether they have surgery biopsies, whether they're going to have chemotherapy or radiation treatments, that continued smoking does can interfere with the medications, can make the side effects worse from treatments. So we talk a lot about that, and we will talk about what is it about tobacco smoke that causes cancers, And really put the power, again, you put the power in that patient, that they have that education, that they can go forward, and that they learn about nicotine addiction and tobacco smoking cancers. And then they can make an informed choice as to whether or not what they want to do during their cancer treatments. Tell me about what Upstate University Hospital offers for
0: um, visitors who come to the hospital who are smokers, because obviously there's no smoking in the hospital, no smoking on our campus anywhere. Um, but there are people who come to
1: maybe visit and are smokers. So what do we have in place for that? So we have a wonderful nicotine replacement for visitors program here at Upstate. It's the first in uh, central New York. We offer two four milligram nicotine lozenges, as well as some uh, information for our folks that come on campus. And, it, and it's twofold. We want to keep people comfortable as they're here. We want to Offer them compassionate care if you just took, you know, your loved one into the ER and didn't know you were going to be here for surgery 12 hours later and you're craving, um, you know, that nicotine addiction, you're having severe cravings, uh, someone can get nicotine lozenges as many as they need while they're here free of charge. And this is 24-7 at both campuses as well as the cancer center while it's open um, during its um, business hours.
0: And now, New York
1: State offers some quit strategies for smokers and vapers. Is that right? Yes, they do. So the New York State Smokers Quit Line, just as of this month, is offering uh, nicotine replacement starter kits to people that just vape. Not not just smokers, but vaping using electronic cigarettes as well. And this is huge. This is in re- response to this epidemic, especially among our college students. We have... Um, there's about 3.6 million middle and high school uh, students, uh, young ones that that are vaping right now that is huge, but that doesn't take into account how how rampant it is on college campuses. Um, so that um, it's really important to get that out there to help these these young adults as well realize that there's a way to to battle this nicotine addiction. And and not to wait too long, if you will, to get right on it. So the New York State Smokers Quitline coming up with this is I think is going to help a lot of people. Thank you to Teresa
0: Hankin. She's a certified tobacco treatment specialist and a registered respiratory therapist for Upstates Cancer Center. I'm Amber Smith for Upstates Podcast and Talk Show. Health link on air.